Hey guys, my name is Jocelyn. I'm here with my husband, Matt. We are co-hosts of the Every Effort podcast. Thank you for returning this week to listen. In celebration of the end of the year, uh, Matt and I are having uh, an episode where we both come on and just talk about how this past week has been week, how this past year has been, and sharing our reflections of it, both podcast and non-podcast related, and then also just having a fun discussion about unpopular opinions that we don't necessarily agree on together, because I think a lot of times we have a lot of shared views of what we talk to guests about and what we believe, um, but we are individual people as well and have our own opinions. So thank you for listening. Um, if you're new here, we are so blessed, a little stressed, and making every effort to figure out the rest on the Every Effort podcast. Um, Matthew, you can segue. Yeah. So one thing that we wanted to say at the start of this episode is just what a big blessing this past year has been for both of us. And it's so cool to have the opportunity to speak to so many people who have so much spiritual wisdom and insight to share. And honestly, sometimes it feels like we're just sitting here learning from these people and you all happen to be listening along. Like it's, it's been a really cool transitionary period we've gone through with this podcast, going from us sitting here and talking to you guys to bringing in guests. And so we've just felt the support and the listenership and just appreciate all of you guys being here and what a blessing your support is for us. So want to just start out with kind of that, that thank you and looking back on this past year, what a big change it's felt like in the podcast from where we started this year. And it felt like we just weren't sure where to take this and coming in and bringing in experts and exploring some topics that we've heard interest from you all and just questions that we've had that we know we wanted answered has been a really cool experience for us. And we hope that it has been for all of you too. Yeah, if you're if you've been listening over the past year, you've probably noticed that we've changed up our style of the podcast. Um, initially or earlier this year, we had more content where we would just talk about topics that were interesting to us. Um, and after a while, we kind of just tested the waters with what it was like to have guests, and we found that that was super fun. So this has really been experimental for us, and I think this year for the podcast, I think the word fun comes in mind for me of just it became something that uh, became more of a hobby versus like a structured kind of like, okay, let's, you know, create a discussion for this week. And then uh, let's plan for next week. Like it's definitely felt just more open ended and way more interesting to put the spotlight on other people. And I actually think that's a very like biblical perspective as well of like just you know taking the spotlight off yourself and just focusing on what other people have to bring to the table and learning from their experiences i think that that is just one way that jesus asks us to put others before ourselves and so um i've really felt just a lot of humility grown over the past year with the podcast um and i'm so thankful that uh, we've had people who are willing to be our guests too in the first place like it's so cool to learn um, from Christian professionals about what they do and what needs to change in our quote-unquote Christian industry. So, Yeah, and it, it's been really fun for me, and I feel like I went from hanging up from after these recordings and thinking, gosh, I hope someone took something away from that 
to now after everyone thinking, oh my goodness, I took so much away. <laughs> right. Like I learned something and I had these insights. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, that's been really encouraging, not just for our growth, but knowing that we aren't the only ones who have these questions and who are hungry for this different kind of learning. I feel like our generation, we don't really know where to go for so many of the questions that we have or questions that might not be burning, but we've just always wondered or wanted to ask someone. And that's been so fun to explore. But also thinking about a year in review, we changed locations and we have this yeah. lovely little setup now. That's so true. that's been kind of a, a fun development that's changed since January. Yeah, it's been a lot of like technical changes, like even just stuff like furniture and like decorations, <laughs> but also, yeah, the people like who's talking the most on the podcast, like it's been it has been fun <laughs> and i think in the spirit of fun i think one idea that we wanted to have is we've been thinking about things for just kind of us to discuss in between some of these interviews and our last little series was talking about our story and i said we got a little too chummy with each other we were a little too happy and romantic about it so we need a little controversy back in the podcast so today we're going to be sharing some of our unpopular opinions that we haven't shared with each other and Jocelyn, I'm very curious to see what you have today. I always have an opinion. So <laughs> I, I well, to be fair, everybody has an opinion on stuff, right? But not everyone shares it. I think that's really true. I think people, some people are labeled opinionated, but all that means is they express their opinion because everyone has an opinion about everything. Um, but I, I do, I'll, I do feel some people feel more strongly about their opinions, though. Yeah. Um, if you ask someone where to go eat, like I'm kind of the person that's like, I strongly suggest a place and then kind of try to convince the others individually one by one <laughs> to agree <laughs> with my decision. But then Matt is kind of like, I'm okay with whatever. Like he's not a picky eater. He, he's not gonna, he doesn't have a good time if, if other people are not having a good time. That's true. And he, he foresees that sooner than the average person, I think. So, um, everyone's opinionated though. Yeah, we all do. We just don't share it. So this is our, our little forum to share some of our <laughs> less popular opinions. And yes. we're curious to see what you all think, too. Hopefully we're not crazy on these. Yeah. So we came in with the topics beforehand, but we'll we don't know what we're going to say. So that's the fun part. So what do we have first? OK, so this one is mine. And if you're listening on audio, I am staring directly into the camera for this one because I feel very strongly <laughs> about it. If you think that a dessert is too sweet or too rich, you're wrong. You just don't know how to enjoy a good dessert. And I will stand mm -hmm. on that. I have, I'm biased. I have a sweet tooth, but my sweet tooth is volume over concentrate. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. Like if I could just have a couple bites of something super rich, that's like... That's living for me with a dessert. Like the more life and richness there is in that thing, the better. That's unsatisfying. I the more I can put in my body, the better it is. Like <laughs> I will I will dilute juice if it means I can have more of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've I've seen this in action. You're not wrong. I just I disagree. Matt can have like he has ab like he loves super super sweet desserts. And um, I've tried stuff that you've had before and been like in shock. Like it, I can't even eat it. I have a sweet tooth <laughs> and I, I'm just like, I can't have one more bite because it's like not even enjoyable. Yeah. Like I just have to drink 
water between bites because it's so sweet. Yeah, that's something I've learned is like just because you have a sweet tooth doesn't mean we all have the same sweet tooth. Like mine is for very, very decadent things, but a small bit of it. Yes. And other people, it's like, oh, I just want a ton of something kind of sweet. Okay. You know what? We should explain. So we went out for gelato last night. So we should explain how we decided on our gelato flavors. Okay, sure. So I walked in. I wanted something very decadent, but still sweet. I still like my sweet and sugar stuff. So I was like, okay, I want something chocolatey. So I got like a chocolate brownie flavor. We each got like two little scoops. And so for my first scoop, I got that chocolate brownie flavor. And then I'm like, I'm like thinking through, right? Like my experience of eating this. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to pair this with something else that's decadent. I need like a refresher. So I got the mango gelato. So for me, it was like, okay, I can switch if, if I get tired of eating bites of the chocolate one, I can refresh my palate with the mango, which is still good. I love mango. And so that was a great pairing, chocolate and mango. Okay. You put way more thought into this than I did. I did like the very typical man thing where people are like, what are you thinking about? And like a guy says nothing and they're like, no, really. But like, as a guy, we're truly thinking about nothing. And there was like, not a thought in my head until I decided to order. And then I looked and I was like, oh, snickerdoodle. I like snickerdoodle cookies. Okay, so I'll have one scoop of snickerdoodle. And I was looking around and the one that had caught my eye earlier was Ghirardelli chocolate. And I was like, oh, Ghirardelli. And then you pointed out, you're like, oh, it's peppermint though. And I'm just like, oh, I like peppermint bark. Yeah, okay, we'll do that one. Like, there was no thought of the combination. Like, you you put a lot more strategy into what you would like and foreseeing it. And I just thought, oh, yeah, the combination was not a consideration. It was just two things I liked and I wanted them. I would have, first, I don't respect your individual flavor choices, (laughs) and I do not respect them combined. Um, You essentially got, like, a cinnamon sugar toothpaste ice cream (laughs) with the snickerdoodle and the mint white chocolate Ghirardelli, but it's like, if you had gotten just one of those flavors, I would have respected your choice a little bit more. Hmm. The combination was rough. I'll admit (laughs) that, but separately, they were both very good. I don't, I don't get mint ice cream. That's like, to me, it's like, um, it kind of ruins the experience of the sweetness the same way that spice, too much spice can ruin like the experience of, of like a savory food. Hmm. So yeah, it just, to me, it tastes like toothpaste or a candle. Okay. okay. I, w- I will defend my choices. I thought that they were really good. And I yeah. enjoyed them. Okay. Agree to disagree. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's fair. This one, I, I think we might agree on it a little bit. And that is that things are only like cringy or awkward if you make them. Things are only cringy or awkward if you make them. Like, I think there are very few things that you can say are truly just like unbelievably awkward. I think most things are just things that we point at and say, oh, that was so awkward, when really it's just us exaggerating something very small that we could easily just move past. Yeah, I think cringing, I might, I might agree a little bit, like cringiness and awkwardness kind of happens more in your head than in an actual situation. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. And em- yeah. embarrassment is different. Like getting embarrassed, like if, you know, I don't know, if someone's like, I don't know, pants fall down in the middle of Costco and (laughs) they're in their underwear, then it's like, okay, that, that is objectively, you're embarrassing. The person might not be, be or feel embarrassed, but it is an embarrassing event. Yeah. Maybe secondhand embarrassment, but the awkwardness might be like, I don't know, holding gaze with that person 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, while it's happening. No, but you're right. Like it's the difference between what we see in our heads and what really happens. Because when we think of awkward moments, it's as if every single person in that room completely stops their life and like can't believe what's happening. And usually it's not. It's like you're probably one of the only people who was like so amazed by this happening. Most people are probably just like, oh, that was kind of weird. Move on with your life. Like I think mm-hmm. they're. I think most things we overblow. But okay. That's me. That's fair. I, I also believe in like leaning into awkwardness, like even though people will inevitably inevitably feel like something is awkward or cringy, I think what you do with it is what really solidifies whether it does become awkward or cringy. Like when you're talking to like small talking with someone and then they stop talking and you're like, if you just don't say anything, then it's like, okay, I think that does kind of make it awkward. But if you like, try to lead up with a more interesting question about their life or their hobbies. And like, you know, you could save yourself out of that, that awkwardness. Yeah. I think you got to lean in because even like asking those random questions feel awkward, but that's what makes it the most fun is like out of nowhere, just asking one of those, like if you had to go on a vacation and you only had three days to plan it, like what would you do? Or, you know, just those random, like off the wall things that feel awkward, but that's what like unlocks deeper conversation and getting to know people. So yeah, yeah, embrace it. I like that. I would never ask my boss that question, but (laughs) okay. (laughs) Okay. uh, I'm going to read the next one we have here. Fast casual is the pinnacle of American dining experience. Yes. What is fast casual? So fast casual is when you go up and order at the counter and they give you a number and you go walk to your seat and they deliver it. Mm -hmm. So it's like hybrid fast food and restaurant where you get to sit down, but there's not like a server. You don't usually tip like it's a little more chill. Mm -hmm. And what I like is you get it pretty quickly. You still have the experience of like sitting down at a true table. And when you're done, you've already paid. You can just get up and go. Hmm. Like to me, that is the perfect combination. So like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. Chick-fil-A is like on the more fast food side of it, but I think you got it. Okay. I think restaurants are just trying to reduce human contact because that's what people like. Getting Hmm. people in and out and with the least amount of contact because human contact has a price. It's more expensive to get it. Um, But also people just are not as comfortable anymore with it. And people want to just get their thing and be done. That's true. We did. So a while ago, we went to Amazon, the Amazon style store where they like pick out all your clothes for you and they send them into the room. And there's like this double door system where they just put clothes in your closet and then you open the other door and they're just there. Like there's no contact. And I wonder if that's where food is going. Cause you're right. Like there are so many people who just want as little small talk, as little interaction. They just want to tell you their order and sit. And sometimes that's me. Like, I'll be honest. There are times I really want to chat people and learn things and talk about the menu. And sometimes I'm like, you don't have to tell me the specials. Just let me get my order in and we can get out of here. Whether it's the pinnacle of American dining, I think I think the pinnacle of American dining has to have ex- an experience. And I don't, I don't think you can have a true dining experience without a person. Hmm. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Like some of my favorite meals have been like um, some multi-course stuff or something that was, it's just an experience. Like there's a beginning, a middle and an end. And it's and it all like meshes in together. It's not like cut off by having to walk and find a table or 
you know. Yeah, I think that's valid. No, I already see the next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll we'll skip it. But for the record, I did put down that baseball is the most entertaining sport Absolutely to watch. Absolutely And I know, not. I know Jocelyn strongly it's so disagrees. It's boring. I played softball <laughs> for like four or five years as a kid, and I was bored playing it. <laughs> I would not want someone else to watch it. Like, I understand. What I do get, though, is that it's a slower sport. So you can do a lot of stuff while it's playing. You can talk, you can eat, you can walk around, you could, I don't know, cook. Like, that's that's kind of nice. It has its place and purpose for certain people. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's the most entertaining. I think basketball or football are more entertaining. Okay. I think they're more engaging, for sure. Like, during the game, you're much more locked in and but paying more, attention. But more engagement is more entertainment. See, I disagree because for baseball, for me, like a regular season game, not really, but playoffs, like it's the fact that everything hinges on such quick, small actions. Like everything can change in a heartbeat where like a football game or a basketball game, it's like a little more drawn out. It's like very rare that there's like one shot that completely changes the game where baseball, like it takes five milliseconds and everything just completely flipped on its head. So that's for me. But then you miss it. And like you have, you're you're like forced (laughs) to watch nothing happen. And then you like turn around to high five someone and you miss like the best part of the game. Okay, that's fair. But like basketball and football, like there's so many different things happening. It to me feels like there's more like dynamic technique that is interesting to watch. And if you miss one big shot or one big pass or one big run, I don't know, like there's still other stuff that you're bound to see that's interesting. So that's why I think it's more entertaining. Um, okay. Yeah. We can I, agree I quit, to disagree. Quit base or quit softball for a reason. So. <laughs> <laughs> can see. Okay. Last one. This one's a little deeper, but I think it really applies when I think back. And it's that nostalgia is the most powerful psychological trick that we play on ourselves. Hmm. And what I mean by this is we have an amazing ability as humans to think back on something and romanticize it. And like you talk, I've talked to parents and their kids will say, gosh, mom, I loved when you took me to Disneyland every year as a kid. And then the mom is like, I took her like once. And now she thinks it was this like amazing tradition and it happened all the time and it was the best. And the mom is like, I took you once and you cried and it was awful. Like we just have this ability to make things so rosy and amazing. I'm thinking of like all the the toxic exes of the world and all the, the poor people who are just like, oh, maybe it wasn't so bad. Or people who left their jobs and are like, their toxic jobs and are like, oh, maybe it wasn't so bad and I can go back. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that that's true. People, it's always like, yeah, when you've left something, right? When you leave something and look back and you're struggling in your current situation, you think that going back is the best right. decision. And in some cases it is when like it has it has to be different though. Like there has to be something different about what you're going back to because you left and pursued something else for a reason. Yeah. And we usually blame ourselves. Like it's usually, oh, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have left when usually you put a lot of thought into it. You had a lot of really good reasons and now you just kind of want something better. And I think, I I don't know if we just crave something better so much that we want to turn something we used to have into it because it's easier to go back to that kind of like it's easier to watch a rerun of a show that wasn't that great but you know it 
than it is to like try something new because it might be worse. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's a bit of the effect, but yeah, it's amazing how much we can like not just change the memory, but like change how positively we view a memory. What is one for you? Oh, that's a good one. I think, I think for me, a lot of it is school. Like I look back and like, wow, it was so fun to be able to just have all your friends in one place and you go hang out after school. And I only remember those parts and I don't remember the stress of all the tests. And Mm -hmm. if you're talking about younger school, like the social awkwardness and the growth and trying to fit in, like there's so much that I don't know if we just want to stuff those aside and like separate them from the good parts because we like want to have joy as people. Right. But yeah, we definitely, we definitely uh, change our memories a little bit. That's so true. Like I've, I have thought like more fondly about college like wow I I got to eat a lot of good food and hang out (laughs) with so many different friends and like get get to go do all this cool stuff in LA and then when I talked to my sister and she reminds me of school she was like oh yeah like you struggled through it and I'm just (laughs) like oh yeah I forgot about the schooling part but everything around it was fun and probably helped the schooling part but yeah we remember the parts we want to I might agree with that one, that nostalgia is quite powerful. It's hard, it's hard to convince people when they have a certain uh, picture in their mind of like what they want. It's very hard to convince them out of it because I think they have this strong belief and connection that um, no one else could understand because, of course, they don't because it doesn't make sense to them. Um, and so they feel like they have to defend it. Right. Wow. Well, I think we have to end on the agreement then. I did, I did not expect us to reach such a consensus on this last one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, we're just so glad that you joined us. I know this was more of kind of a, a fun, lighthearted, flying by the seat of our pants kind of episode. And I don't know, I always enjoy these conversations where we just get to talk about stuff that brings us joy. And it's a lot of fun. But before we wrap up in the spirit of the new year, again, just wanted to say thank you so much for all your support and we'd love to hear from you all you can connect with us on social media at every effort podcast if you think our opinions were like more valid than we think they are or if we really are unpopular and kind of the crazy people out there let us know because we we want to figure those things out too but again thank you so much for this past year of support and we'll hope you'll tune in for next year 2024 of the every effort podcast Thank you guys so much for listening and tune in for all the exciting guests and informational interviews that we'll have next year. Please let us know what you want to hear more of. And in celebration of the end of the year, we also have our Christmas giveaway. So check out our Instagram or Facebook to find out how you can get in on some gift cards. Bye guys. Bye.